Hi everybody, welcome to a, a special bonus episode of the Famicast. This is the extract of the 2014 Telethon episode. This is where we uh, collaborated with 84 Play and did a special live show for Child's Play. This was actually the uh, seventh hour of the podcast. There were many, many hours of podcasting done that day. And so what we've done, we've uh, edited out the Famicast segment for you and added some music and uh, edited, edited it and cleaned it up a little bit for you. So you can uh, listen to it here on the Famicast uh, RSS feed. So please enjoy the episode and uh, stick around at the end for an, another additional bit of content. Thanks very much. So I guess we'll go ahead and kick things off. Just so you know, I'm Danny Bivens, the host and editor of the Famicast. And we have a show all about Japan and Japan-related games. And so first I'll go ahead and introduce my crew. So like I said, I'm Danny. And we're also joined by Mr. James Charlton. Hey, Danny. You're welcome, as always. Good, <laughs> good morning and good evening and good night. Delete as appropriate. <laughs> exactly. And also uh, Ty Sugart. Yeah, it's 9 a.m. here in Japan, and I've already started drinking. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Nice. And again this year, we have some special guests from 84. Uh, you might remember Mr. J.J. Epperson. Hi. Um, I'm supposed to be watching Common Rider, I think. <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> oh, that's a really bad scheduling error there, isn't it? Yes, it is. And also, we have recorded. Yeah, and also, I think for the first time on this uh, podcast, uh, Mr. John Ricciardi. Mr. John Ricciardi has left the building. Uh, <laughs> you didn't hit the join button. Hold on, I can. It's my job usually to crowd John. So, <laughs> okay. <clears throat> well, like I said, we we have a pretty exciting show today. So a lot of cool Japanese stuff to talk about, and I think we'll just kind of go ahead and kick it off. Most of you guys know out there, obviously, there was a Nintendo Direct late, you know, late in the week. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that was pretty much the same across all regions. But, you know, there was a few things that were kind of Japan only that I think are definitely worthy to talk about. And um, so I guess one of the first cool things that I saw on the Direct was so, okay, so Ace Combat, I know it's kind of one of those things that's I don't know, maybe should have died years ago, <laughs> to, you know, to some people. But, you know, they still make these games every once in a while. And, um, right. So, you know, they had a, uh, an Ace Combat game. It's called Assault, Assault Horizon on the 3DS back in 2011. 
and they're kind of doing a remake of it called uh, Space Combat on Japan Cross Rumble Plus, which is basically just the same name with a plus sign at the end. Great job. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> guys. And, and if you read it a different way, it could just be Cross Rumble Cross. It, yeah, plus, exactly. Yeah, they're getting very meta with their naming here. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, the coolest thing about this, I was actually kind of surprised to see this, is that not only can fighters sport some kind of cool, like, Nintendo designs, like, you know, a Zelda-themed plane or a Mario-themed plane, they do this, I guess, via Amiibos. So the game actually has Amiibo support. Right. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was kind of surprising (laughs) that, you know, this early on still... Third parties here in Japan are already getting kind of into the Amiibo business. Are we, are we talking about Ace Combat here? Yeah. Okay, just checking. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, um, also the news yesterday, I think it was yesterday, uh, the day before, they were saying that they're in talks with third parties for doing third-party Amiibos, so look out for a little aeroplane um, Amiibo coming soon. Yeah, I don't know, like... Uh, I'm not really interested in amiibos that where the functionality is just like you get a skin for the thing that you're yeah. controlling. Like, I mean, that's not really gonna get me to buy an Ace Combat. Well, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't ever <laughs> ever in a million years buy an Ace Combat. Um, I download a demo maybe, but like adding amiibo support, maybe maybe if you're like a hardcore Mario fan, a hardcore Ace Combat fan. And it's just like finally the my two worlds have collided, um, and now I can go to the promised land. This would be exciting, but I, may, may, I mean, if it's this simple to implement for other games too, maybe that's that's cool. I like you can use your amiibo for things, but I'm not gonna actively buy an Ace Combat for an amiibo uh, just for. JJ, is that, is that you talking, JJ? Uh, hi, oh. John. I, I, I can't even tell the difference between you and me. Our voices. Oh changing. yeah. <laughs> well, it just—it it doesn't hurt. I mean, it. Yeah, we're both now six. I see, now I see why everybody's complaining about us on the podcast. It totally sounds like me. Hi, guys. By the way, I, I came in quietly in the background. Mr. John Ricciardi. Yes, and I'm <laughs> yeah. sick and have a cold, so I probably sound even more like JJ because he's always sick. <laughs> no, currently I am legitimately cold. <laughs> oh. You know, as a British guy, I can say that you guys do not sound alike, you know, because, you know, you Americans do all sound alike to me, but, like, <laughs> you two guys do not. You what? <laughs> so don't worry about it. <laughs> Who is that? Danny? Tang? I can't tell you guys. <laughs> so while you guys were talking in the background, I was actually opening an Amiibo because uh, <clears throat> we got our, our Smash Brothers this week, and... Uh, I've been sick, so I haven't been able to play yet, but I did actually open the package up right now, and I'm holding Mario in my hands as we speak. That is a terrible excuse, John. You are sick, therefore you should have plenty of time to play video games. I know, but I was in bed basically like all day yesterday. This is basically the first time I've been out of bed in like 36 hours. So So, so these are are American Amiibos, right? Yes. Yeah, although I don't, I don't know that they'd be any different, but yeah. Um, well, yeah. well, Ma- Mario Sorry. doesn't hold a hamburger in the Japanese version, so <laughs> right. Of course, yeah. <laughs> it's probably the main difference. Yummy. Yeah, no, they're actually really nice, though. I mean, the quality of this thing is is pretty pretty sturdy. I'm sure you guys have already messed with them at events and stuff, but um, I've actually never touched one before now. But it's really uh, nice, and it's pretty light uh, too. We, we live we live in Japan. There, there are no events. <laughs> <It's> Japan. <laughs> That's true. Is everybody is everybody on this call in Japan? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, sir. 
We we know nothing about E3 or anything like that. <laughs> Don't ask us about the movies coming out because we haven't heard of them. <laughs> Did you guys pre-order any Amiibos? Not yet. I'm no, thinking about I, I'm yeah. waiting for them to show up in the UFO catchers. <laughs> They're just uh, like that that right price range. What a yeah, freak. that's a possibility. <laughs> John, what does it feel like? Um, is it like kind of because I know like a lot of uh, 3D printed um, figures and stuff can kind of feel like a little rough because they're like made out of weird material. But does it feel like you know? Does it feel nice? Does it look yeah, it okay? Feels, yeah, it, feel, it feels pretty smooth. It looks great and it feels really smooth. It has kind of like a like a rubbery feel to it, but not too much. Like not so much where it feels cheap. It's like slightly rubbery, but kind of feels like plastic, like in a good way, not in like a cheap way. Um, I would say it's definitely nicer than I was expecting. Um, and they're again, they're like super light too, which is nice because when you see them, you're kind of like, oh, that's going to be like a drag. I don't think anyone's going to be carrying these around everywhere they go. But I mean, <coughs> if you go to your friend's house to play Smash Brothers or whatever, and you want to take your thing with you, it doesn't look like it would be much of a hassle. They're already selling Amiibo cases. <laughs> like, have you seen those? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. I think you can see it on Amazon. They're just like this huge, not, well, not that huge, but it just looks like a pouch, but, you know, it can hold, you know, every Amiibo or whatever. Let's see if anyone's going to buy every single one. Well, I don't know. Some people might. <laughs> Maybe. I think these things are going to be awesome when they, when they, you know, start coming out where there are RPGs where you can use them. Like, you know, Pokemon, if Pokemon had these things, forget about it. Like, you could, I could see them being really, really cool. But, like, for action games and stuff like that, yeah, I'm not going to go out of my way to carry it around with me, I don't think. Well, one could argue about the Pokemon ones, you know, with the Pokemon Rumble, whatever the hell it was. You know, they had the uh. special <laughs> NFC figures where I know in Japan you could only get them at the, you know, the, uh, the uh, Pokemon Center which is r- ridiculous. And I think it might have been out of just like maybe blind box type of stuff too. So that's... Oh, I think it was a gacha machine actually. Oh, mm. good Lord. <laughs> well, the quality was about a gacha pon, you know, kind of right. standard, right? So <laughs> it's probably deserved to be in a gacha pon machine. <laughs> exactly. Slash oh. the garbage can. <laughs> yeah. So I guess to oh, kind wow. of... Mm-hmm. Sorry, somebody just uh, pasted in the chat the Ace Combat uh, special uh, um, uh, Idol Master skins. That was me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> of course it was you, Ty. I mean, that was the first thing I thought of. This stuff is uh, not new and strange to Ace Combat. True, you're right. Oh, I have to see this now. Is you this gotta... like back when Idol Master was still relevant in the eyes of Otaku? Yeah, you got you got to bring that idol master back, or no sale for me. Oh, okay, that's not that's not as bad as I thought. I imagined the girl's legs kind of spread as the as the wings kind of thing like that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God they didn't that's go that route. That's a different uh, age range. <laughs> this combat sure has changed over the years. <laughs> so yeah, amiibos in this combat, great. I yes. guess. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I guess it means like any anybody with a shitty game can put their ami- put amiibos on it. Put amiibos Hats- on it. Hatsune, Hatsune Miku Peach dress. Yeah, I sure. Guess. Why not? <laughs> sure, why not? That happening. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not supposed to agree with me. <laughs> no, I think it's a good idea. Good for Nintendo. Okay. Pig- piggyback <laughs> on the popularity of of Miku or. Uh, AKB48, maybe. I don't what know. about uh, Monster Hunter 4? 
something. Uh, all five. <laughs> that would be interesting. Well, would be. The mm. cats, would, the cats like, might have different hats or something. I don't know. Well, if they could make like feline amiibos or like a Rathian amiibo or a oh, Devil yeah. Joe, I would Should like if they... I could take that Devil Joe and put it in the Smash Brothers and terrorize people. That would be fun. I would do that. When when they were talking about third party amiibos, the first thing that came to my mind was yeah, Monster Hunter. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're gonna do like a feline one, right? Because it's a it's a cute character. It fits in with the look, you know. Yeah, it right. makes sense. I'm sure it's gonna happen eventually. Yeah, I'm pretty, <coughs> seems like I'm pretty, sure it, I'm pretty sure it exists already in a in a warehouse somewhere. <laughs> it's something oh, yeah. else I oh, wanted to ahead. point out just about opening up this pack. I'm just like going through the stuff they sent us. Is Smash Brothers actually has a physical manual? Like I don't know. I haven't seen a game with a real manual in it in in probably like a year now. But yeah, it's got a full on like you know thirty forty page manual, full color. <gasps> like wow. move list or what? Yeah, it's got, um, it looks like basically it's got a few pages on controls and then, yeah, it's just got like a whole bunch of pages on fighters. Actually, I guess it's not as huge as it looks because it's like three different languages. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, it's got like six or seven pages uh, with move lists for all the characters, which is kind of cool. I look forward to not reading it. <laughs> You're not supposed to read them. You're supposed to smell them. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Did you hey, guys- man, huff this manual. <laughs> Did anyone get the physical uh, Smash 3DS game? Or I did. did you get a download one? Well, that has a, like a, well, not a booklet, but like a, I don't know, a poster, I guess. Yeah, it's like a poster. Yeah. Okay, then. I ended, I ended up getting the, uh, uh, well, I basically stole it from work, but the Famitsu 100 page, here's how to play Smash Brothers book. And that was really nice. I think, at least in Japan, you know, a lot of the times these bigger games, especially like with Monster Hunter, they do this for Monster Hunter too, but Famitsu will release a, along with the release of the game, a big, huge, like, I mean, I should say big, huge, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not um, a hundred page <laughs> guide on how to play the game. Um, it's like a mini uh, strategy guide that you can just like take out of the magazine and, and have it with you while you're playing. And like for hardcore gamers, like uh, those of us on this podcast, um, it's not that big of a deal. But for like my son, who like you know, poured over it for days and days and days, and like took pictures of characters and like had it out while he was playing, it's like it's really cool. Like that's one thing I didn't realize. You know, in, in this day and age, everything's going like e-manual because I think game, you know, people who make games don't think that people read manuals anymore. But I think you know the younger set. They do like it's it's an extension of the game to them. So they look at the manual and they can see the pictures. And then when they're not playing the game, they can be like they can kind of feel like they're in that world. And I kind of think it's important to keep that um, instead of putting little sheets of paper and and nobody reads e-manuals. So (laughs) that's that's true. Yeah. You know, I'd like to just cut in here just for a quick break. Um, So as a lot of you guys out there know, we actually have a contest going on just throughout the whole show. And uh, we're going to go ahead and give out a code word now that you're going to want to send to contest at nintendoworldreport.com. And this is for Nintendo uh, Club Nintendo Prize Pack 3. And inside the prize pack, we have a Club Nintendo Pikmin tote bag, a fishing master for the Wii, a small <laughs> <laughs> Tektite meteorite rock specimen, and a choice of a T-shirt. So what you're going to want to do is go ahead and send the word BOSS to contest at nintendoworldreport.com. 
Uh, the word boss is because my coffee is from Suntory. <laughs> boss <laughs> sitting right here in front of my face. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones might be at my house. Um, right, and also, <laughs> yes. And also, I'll give a quick update on the uh, donations. Right now, it looks like we're sitting at $5,256. That's freaking awesome. When I went to bed last night, I, I think we're at like 2500 and I think I started listening to the show, and, and you know, I fell asleep somewhere around like 2.30 or 3 o'clock. <laughs> and um, and I was thinking and <clears throat> excuse me, hoping like, oh man, I'm, I'm I'm hoping we get to our you know segment and you know we did right. easily, so that's great. So keep on giving if you guys can, um, any way you can. Uh, if anything, too, just you know comment in the forums and just participate that way. We love that type of stuff. So. I think we'll kind of move on a little bit. I'll kind of blow through some of this other Nintendo Direct news. Uh, so last year, you know, was there, there was an Attack on Titan game that came out on the 3DS. Actually, I reviewed it for the site. And um, this new version that's coming out about a year after the initial release, it's more or less the same game. <laughs> but <laughs> Spike Chunsoft decided to add some online play with it this time. Because last time, if you wanted to play with other people, you know, you were going to do that locally or... I think maybe with like computer controlled characters, I really don't remember. This, but this somebody... reminds me of uh, Fantasy Life. Didn't they do this with Fantasy Life? Like they did they a did. second version with like online or yeah. something? Yeah, there was right. a Fantasy Life Link, was the one with online. Yep. Yeah. And, and you know, Western folks should be happy because if this Attack on Titan game does come out in the West, it's, it's probably going to be this, you know, new updated version, right? Right, right. So, and yeah, I mean, when I played this game, it was actually a lot of fun. I mean, there were a couple of problems. I think you get to be, actually, if, for those of you familiar with Attack on Titan, you get to be big, like, giant type of dudes and stuff. And when you're actually playing as them in the game, it's pretty goddamn broken because you can just keep pounding people into the ground and <laughs> just, like, not let them get up. And then the camera is just a mess in that mode, too. But, I mean, other than that, it was a lot of fun. It's, you really kind of feel, get the feeling of the anime, like, in this game. So that's that's good job on Spike Chunsoft to make something that isn't, crap it's just like <laughs> my animes <laughs> yeah. uh yeah i've always i've always been really curious about that game because i've watched a little bit of the series and read the manga a little bit too <clears throat> but like the graphics were always such a turnoff for me because it was so like teetering i mean i wouldn't say n64 level but you know <laughs> i would say people <laughs> um yeah. but now that they have online play i'm i am a little curious just I mean, I would like to play a game like that on a bigger console. But yeah, anyways. So you're saying it was good? Yeah, yeah. It, from what I played and what I remember from last year, I actually had a lot of fun with it. I mean, the, the controls, especially for the what they call the 3D maneuver gear, it felt great. And I mean, right. you, you can zip all over everything. It's it's amazing. So, mm-hmm. And yeah, with, with this new one, because you can actually buy the whole game you know, outright for I think something probably like 5,000 or 6,000 yen. Or if you own the version from last year, you can just buy an update kit for like 2,000 yen. I think it's basically the fantasy life, right? They did that type of right. exact thing, like you just said earlier. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar about this series at all, Lost Heroes. 
Um, <clears throat> there was a game that came out on 3DS uh, back in 2012. It's kind of like this thing where there's like Ultraman, Common Rider, and Gundam characters. Um, and this, Take I it away, JJ. Trinity. isn't in the Gundam just yet, but um, this game is basically the game where you can watch all your favorite characters be crucified. <laughs> <laughs> That's after the tagline. There it is. Jesus wow. Christ. Buy it now. <laughs> I well, see what you well, If you watch the trailer, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's, it's weird, but it's a, a thing with Ultraman. It's not actually tied to Christianity at all, but they like, for some reason, they get crucified a lot in that show. <laughs> you mean literally crucified on a cross? Well, uh, <laughs> more or less. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll take your word for that. I mean, you know, we're in Japan. I'll just roll with it. Yeah. No, but it's like it's like a dungeon RPG uh, along the lines of uh, Etrian Odyssey and stuff like that, featuring um, characters from Superhero Sunday and, uh, you know, basically the most popular children's brands in Japan. Um, and from what I hear, it's pretty cool, but, like, you definitely have to be into those series to appreciate it. Okay. Yeah. Well, moving guess, swiftly on. Yeah. Next yes. up, you know, Kirby and the Rainbow Curse actually got a solid release date here. Uh, they yeah. it just, I think, in the West, it's just like February or something like that. But it's actually going to be coming out on January twenty second here for thirty seven hundred yen, which is about like a thousand to two thousand yen cheaper than most normal like home console games, which is pretty cool. And that's um, good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, I think it looks amazing, and I think the name, the Japanese title, <laughs> it's even more amazing. Come on, we have to say who's going to say it. I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> Touch Kirby Super Rainbow, uh, yeah. the official yeah. Japanese title. So that's amazing. Great, great All <laughs> My dreams have come true. <laughs> I can just see the TV commercial now. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like this new trend of Nintendo releasing these kind of middle-tier games for cheaper prices. Like, uh, next week, actually this week, um, we have uh, uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker comes out right. in, in, here in Japan for the same price, 37000 <laughs> which is about maybe $35 US. Mm-hmm. Um, What's that called in Japan? Is it just that, the same name? Same name. Uh, I mean, it's translation of it, but yeah, same thing, basically. Yeah, Kinopio Taicho, I think. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, right, right. Yeah, because I thought, you know, Toad. He's not called Toad here, so. Yeah. Right, right. <clears throat> it's, it's Kinopio and uh, Kinopiko for the uh, female version. Um, <laughs> great. <yeah. laughs> Kinopiko. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I, you know, there, there are these kind of, like, off-the-beaten-path style, like, you know, non triple a games from nintendo and that's kind of one of the reasons why i like nintendo is that they do these kind of things and now that they're kind of starting to do that again and it's not you know they're not these smaller like pushmo style experiences but a little bit something a little bit more meaty um and i really am thankful that they're doing that and hopefully they do it more in the future so i'm very excited for this new kirby and for uh, uh kinobiko Treasure trackers. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, that's awesome. I've never heard of Kinopiko before. Makes yeah. so much sense. Yeah, but I know what you mean, JJ, because like it seems like these days we've got you know free slash freemium games, and then we've got triple A sixty seventy dollar games, but like not much in between. It seems to only be Nintendo doing that kind of in betweeny game at the moment. At, le- at least in the uh, in the in the market that's not download only. 
Right, right, right. Yeah, like this. Yeah, this space games. I yeah, mean, this yeah. I'm sure someone's going to prove me wrong and give me a list of games not from Nintendo. <laughs> but <laughs> there you go. That's well, what I'm proving anyway. I that you asked. No, but it is this sort of mid-level thing is is really cool, and I think the um. I saw the Kirby at E3. I didn't play it uh, just because, like, I'd played the DS one, and it's basically a sequel or of sorts to that. But the uh, the Yoshi game, I did play. Um, what's it called? Not not Epic Yarn, but Woody, basically the Yoshi version of of Woody the Yarn World? game. Yes, yes, and that was awesome. And that, like, to me, that's like another example of this kind of game where, like, I don't know if they're going to price it this cheap, but I mean, that game in my mind is probably the best of the sort of like second tier games they showed at E3. It was really fun uh, and actually like challenging, uh, which you know, because the last couple of Yoshi games have been kind of disappointing, but that felt like it's getting back on track. So I'm pretty stoked about that one too. Yeah, and the Kirby engine, I guess you could call it, <laughs> that is based mm. on. It was yeah, incredibly yeah. easy. I didn't like that game, but it was really, really pretty. Yeah. Music was good, too. Yeah. Yes. Was the music good in that Yoshi game? I don't remember. It was at E3. Okay. It's crowded, but yeah. <coughs> I'm enough. sure it is. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Speaking of awesome. Yoshi soundtracks, the, the new Yoshi 3DS soundtrack, I think people shat on it a lot. It's, not, it's pretty good. I think those people are wrong. <laughs> You mean the ones that people were calling, like, the worst Nintendo soundtrack ever made? Yeah, like, there's that one song where it's like, beep, 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 <laughs> which is, is weird and, and terrible, but, I mean, the, the Japanese Yoshi theme song is, like, classic Nintendo awesomeness, and it should be appreciated a little bit more. I just don't know, I, I had this one song on YouTube, it's not, it was just like... Some voice samples repeated again and again. It was uh, it was pretty great. Oh, yeah, well, that's the one I'm talking about. It's uh, at the beginning okay. of the game, and it's like. Weep, 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 weep. Oh, okay. That's that's a <laughs> yeah. Yoshi sound, is it? You're just gonna make me do that over and over again. <laughs> Wait, what was that sound again? Yeah. Moving on. Go YouTube, YouTube it if you wanna. Yeah. So I, I guess I would so... totally buy a a wool based amiibo of Yoshi. Oh. Yeah, take it apart. If they could do that, or you could you could even wash it. You could take your Yoshi amiibo and then knit another Yoshi around it, so you could have <laughs> a Yoshi in your Yoshi while you Yoshi. And if it gets dirty, you just throw it in the washing machine. It exactly. comes out nice and yeah. clean. Yeah, still works. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Next, <laughs> the last two little bits of thing from the Nintendo Direct. This is—I'm pretty sure it's the same in the West. You know, Xenoblade Cross, as it's called. Is it called Cross in Japan? Like, is that only yeah. Japan? Yeah, I—I I didn't watch the U.S. one, so I actually—I um, don't know the official uh, English name. It's probably X. Um, I think it's Xenoblade Chronicles X. That's right. Yeah, that's what that's what I thought. But, but on oh, the, all the Japanese in the um, West, it is. Yeah, in Japan, it's it's cross. There's a lot. Uh, there's a general cross theme today, huh? With the crucifixion and Xenoblade. <laughs> <laughs> and there was uh, Ace Combat uh, Cross Scramble that's Plus, right. which is yeah. cross cross. Yeah, <laughs> crisscross will make you. Yeah, <laughs> and, and uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X is also like basically uh, like an almost you know a thing. Where it's like got the X at the the beginning and the end. It's like too many X's. I wonder, <laughs> if, the, wonder if the uh, the Shulk amiibo will work with uh, Xenoblade Cross. Dun, dun, dun. Maybe that's actually for, like, a pretty a, good idea. A cool yeah. like extra item or something like that. Yeah, he's not in the game, is he? He's not the main character, is he? 
No, the new one, I, I the new one so. seems to be completely unrelated to the last one as far as what they've they've shown so far. But it looks yeah. awesome. Like it looks like a similar game in the same vein as the first Xenoblade. Um, you know, they they haven't really they've been really light on details as far as story and stuff. But um, except for what they showed at E3 with uh, they had that like forty minute direct thing. But I don't know. I think this game looks amazing, and I'm super excited about it. Maybe if you touch the Shulk amiibo while you're playing Xenoblade Cross, then all your clothes fall off and you're just wearing your underpants. <laughs> you're in your beach tire. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, that game looks really good. Like, I, yeah. Xenoblade uh, was awesome, and hopefully this game is also as awesome. But at, at the very least, we are getting a Xenoblade with amazing graphics. Right. And yeah, I mean, I just want to go in that world. I want to get in one of those robots and I want to fly around and basically <laughs> just do that for 140 hours. Well, it's going to be a while until there's like a next gen, oh, sorry, new gen, you know, RPG on the market, right? So this could have, you know, free reign for a while, you know, because this yes. has been in development for, you know, a few years and God knows when Final Fantasy is going to come out. So mm. true, true. Right. If it comes out. If it comes out, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess, yeah. So I guess moving along, we'll, like I said, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Splatoon's also coming out here in 2015. Yay! So, yeah, so that's cool. I think it looks like a lot of fun. Um, Single player mode confirmed. Yeah, yeah. So it was interesting cool. to see that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I need. Oh, go ahead. Is it called Splatoon in, in Japan? Yes. Mm. Splatoon. Splatoon or two? Splatoon because there's no right, two. Right. Well, I mean, there is a tune, but two. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why I asked. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. So, all right, I need to give I need to give one more shout out here uh, for the winner of last of the uh, contest for last for the last segment, uh, the Quick Man Prize Pack. It's Sunny. Uh, congratulations on winning that. Um, yeah, and <laughs> job, Sunny. So, yeah, you are Sunny. Mm-hmm. A winner is you. Exactly. Yes. So, also, I want to give a bit of a plug for something we're going to be doing later in the show. Ty, are you still alive? Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> we have a game that Ty made up called Faker Real. And uh, Ty, actually, you want to just talk about it really quick, like what it is? Sure. Um, I have descriptions of bizarre Japanese games. And you have to guess if they're fake or real. That's the entire game. So sim- simple? <laughs> it's really okay. simple. Yeah, it's really simple. And, you know, I think I later sure. on... If possible, if any of you guys out there have some kind of an idea for a <laughs> fake game or a real game that's just crazy from Japan, uh, yeah, try to get lined up to give us a call. Uh, that would be great. We're going to try to take – I think we have somebody lined up for a call, uh, which we'll try to get to here in a little bit. But yeah, um, hit up uh, – I think just hit up Carl Castaneda on the chat on Skype or just maybe say something in the general chat on the page. <laughs> Or I'm sorry, actually no. You hit up Don Koopman on uh, on Skype. His uh, name is Don Live D A A N Live. So yeah, hit him up.
I guess next I would like to move into, I guess, one of our kind of featured discussions for this episode. Uh, maybe a lot of people in the West don't really know this, but, you know, 3DS Virtual Console in Japan, it's been something that has been out of commission, more or less, since early May. And, you know, there's still Virtual Console stuff rolling out on Wii U here. I mean, tons of stuff, sometimes like three or four games a week. But, yeah, the, the 3DS Virtual Console just died. <laughs> for, well, the, Wii U, <laughs> the Wii U Virtual Console kind of picked up basically right around that week, actually. So it almost seems like they kind of moved all their resources off of 3DS and, and onto Wii U. Yeah. That yeah. poor guy working on the VC. He's <laughs> overworked. It's a bummer, but, you know, I think that there's still probably more to it than meets the eye, you know? I mean, it, with yeah. it, with the new 3DS having just been announced, um, I was actually kind of expecting them to talk about it on the Nintendo Direct, like, to hopefully say that they're, you know, they've got, like, I don't know, say, Super Nintendo games lined up for... for uh, for 3DS Virtual Console, you know, even if you can only play them on the new 3DS, which, granted, that's going to upset some people, but, you know, at least that would be something. But um, but as far as I could tell, they didn't talk about it even on the Japanese Direct, so... Yeah. Yeah, for me, I was, cause I was in the same boat as you, John, where I was just thinking, like, well, holy crap, this is the last shot to hear about some kind of new, you know, resurgence for 3DS Virtual Console here, and yeah, absolutely nothing, so... It's probably it's sensitive, you know, because if you go and announce that sort of thing now, the the new 3DS isn't even out in the West yet, and this was a worldwide right. direct. So, right. uh, it would make sense if you know maybe early next year, once the Christmas rush is behind, once they've sold through all their like holiday machines and everything, and and it's okay to start talking about the next one, assuming it's coming in the spring. I I actually have no idea; they haven't even announced it yet. But um, right. you know, if the new 3DS is on the way, hopefully, yeah, that'll be something we hear about because it just. It's weird to have suddenly just like stopped releasing virtual console games altogether for months. Right. Yeah, my 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 thinking <clears throat> is that eventually because they've talked about having the their systems have one like, you know, ecosystem like how iOS is the same on iPad and iPhone. Right. I right. think eventually like you'll the licenses that you hold for these games will work on both systems and instead oh, of having man. like your 3DS releases and your Wii U releases, it's just going to be releases. That's a really good that's probably what we're saying. That's yeah. crazy talk. Yeah. Right, yeah, it's kind of wishful thinking, I know, but I think it does it does make sense actually because if they were to they did say that's on the way and if they were to introduce a system whereby and they really need to do this by the way, where you can log into different systems with the same account, um then you know, you would want to have that sort of infrastructure in place to begin with. So hopefully, yeah, they're taking a little bit of a quiet time right now to get everything ready. Um Again, I know, like, you can listen to that, that thing, what we just talked about, and be like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And you can also listen to it and be like, that just sounds like fanboy dreams. You know, you can't, you can't really tell with Nintendo. You never know what they're going to do, but dreams. hopefully they're going to do that. No, no, John, it does make complete sense. That's why it's never, never going to happen. <laughs> well, it's we'll just, see. Let's hope. Just Nintendo. And Iwata's name, I pray. <laughs> I'm, I'm Please understand. Yes, I'm, <laughs> I'm currently understanding. Yeah, we've been understanding for a freaking long time now. Wow. <laughs> you know, I think it could happen with the next the next system. I mean, you know, they've got that new research, you know, headquarters in Kyoto where they're mm-hmm. working on the next, um, I, I don't know what you call it, OS or whatever it is, the thing that ties the two systems together. I can't right. really see that being implemented fully with the, you know, the Wii U and the 3DS, but definitely the next system is going to be, you know, integrated, you know, as one. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is. We shall see. 
Yeah, we might see a hint of it at the you know the end of the the Wii U's life, you know, as a kind of a teaser for the next system or whatever. Could be could be an E3 announcement. Who knows? Yeah, kind of like the DSi was a teaser to the 3DS, you know, with the with the shop that they had, you know, and then they did right. it properly on the 3DS, kind of like that. Yeah, it still makes it still makes sense to me that the future of Nintendo is is sort of like a platform, not so much in the sense of it being hardware. I mean, I'm sure it will be hardware based, but it's more just like the sort of the OS, you know what I mean, that potentially could be run on a variety of different things. I mean, it sounds that also sounds kind of like crazy talk, but sooner or later, that's probably what everybody's going to be. So it'd be nice if, you know, they're getting that infrastructure in place. But the real, really, the thing that bugs me the most is that I still, I have two 3DSs and I can't log in. Like, I have an XL <laughs> and a, I mean, I don't have, but I want to have an XL and a regular one for, like, different occasions, and I can't actually do that because you can't log into both with the same account, which is right. really lame. Oh, that is lame. Super lame. But we can hope. We yeah. can. <laughs> uh, hello? the building? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm still here. We're trying to get a caller on, maybe with a question, okay. but maybe we left him waiting too long. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just gave up. Just like, screw these guys. Yeah, he just gave up. He's done. So, okay. So cool. do we have anything else to add about the 3DS Virtual Console in Japan? Well, that's about it, right? I mean, well, since, since I'm sure Reggie is listening right now, uh, <laughs> I would just like to make one more request, which is they really need to have customizable buttons. Is that still not a thing? Because on Wii U, you can actually you know, change the button config on your Virtual Console games, which right. is a big deal because a lot of times the default B and A setup is weird. Um, but you still can't do that on 3DS. So, Reggie, as a big fan of this podcast, um, I'm just making this request to you now, live. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you know kind, of, kind of back with, like, you know, the new 3DS thing, and, you know, with, I, I really honestly thought that, you know, they'd announce something sooner rather than later, but, you know, whatever, that doesn't matter. But, you know, maybe, you know, maybe since, you know, uh, what, M2 is doing a lot of, like, those GBA ports uh, on the Wii U, and they're incredible... Um, you know, with the cool digital manuals and all that type of stuff, and yeah, I don't know. Is best. Yeah, I mean, th- those guys are just—they really take this stuff seriously, and they just put a lot of love and care into this stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm just kind of hoping for that with the 3D Virtual Console too, because I mean, yeah, there's a shit ton of games. Like, I think in my notes, what do I have? Uh, 245 games in the 3DS Virtual Console. I mean, that's a lot of goddamn games in just like you know a couple of years, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah, and right. So, how how do you guys feel about? I mean, I'm pretty much a, a purist when it comes to like having handheld games on a handheld and console games on a console. You know, like like John said, he wanted you know SNES games on the 3DS. You know, I would be up for that if you know like they worked on both. But I, what 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 is surely going to happen is that you know it's only going to be on the 3DS, so it's only going to be on the Wii U, and you have to buy them twice. You know, like what happened with you know uh, Mario Brothers three. You know, they, they released it on the the Wii U and the 3DS on the same day, and you have to buy them separately. I mean, it's just it's right. just like it's just ridiculous. You know. Well, that's another so, reason why they should they should you know if they are because they're they're doing the opposite now, right? They're putting all these Game Boy Advance games on Wii U. Which right, that's what I'm, I mean. Yes, I'm just, kind of like uh, you. I'm kind of the opposite. Like I don't I'll play anything on a handheld. I don't care if it's console or handheld. But on the Wii U, I kind of mm. don't want to play GBA games. It feels like maybe because my TV is big and like I usually play yeah. on the actual TV and not on the Wii U gamepad but it's like i mean i'm not complaining it's nice to have but i would much rather have those games on 3ds 
And it does make sense. Again, this kind of sounds crazy because they never do what you expect them to do, but it would make sense for them to have all those GBA games also be able to work on 3DS. And like, if you already bought them, be able to just play them on there when they eventually introduce this stuff for new 3DS. But we'll see. Exactly. That's that's another thing that I was thinking of, you know, the GBA on Wii U fiasco. I mean, (laughs) it's not, I mean, you've got GBA games on the 3DS if you're an ambassador. But you right. can't play the other GBA games that have just yeah. come out on the Wii U. It's just like, ah, yeah. it just annoys me so much. I think yeah. another kind of ball that was dropped with the Virtual Console too is it, that there's no achievements of any kind. Like this is just like the per- if there's ever a place in the world to have achievements above all other places, it's here. You have all these classic games that everyone has played that like people would love to go back to if they had a reason besides just nostalgia. And like, if you introduced some sort of achievement system, yes. I would play games like 10 times more than I play them now because it now would just... you're talking my language. Yeah. Right? John, John is called Famicom remix. Please buy it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please understand. Yeah. All right. It actually uh, looks like we have our first caller of the day. Uh, Daniel, be there. Yeah, I'm here. Hey man, what's hey. up? Hi, Daniel. You doing great. How about yourselves? Oh, I'm I'm okay. It's the Super morning. good. I'm confused because there's two Daniels on the call now, so <laughs> my head just exploded. Well, remember, I'm Danny Biv. <laughs> Whatever. So, do you have a question for us here today, Daniel? Yeah, uh, my question has really nothing to do with Japanese games, but I have another question. But my main question <laughs> is: last, uh, I called a couple years back on Famicast, and I'm going to ask the same question, but. What games, what are games that you hate but everybody loves? And that, and that's kind of my question because, you know, I, my, my games that I hate, uh, there are two big, you know, two big games where one, one is, uh, I do not like Super Mario 64. I think that game is kind of garbage in a lot of ways. Cut his mic. Cut his mic. (laughs) And then my other, my other, uh, hating is that, I dislike every single Zelda game before Ocarina of Time. I just can never get into any of them. Oh my god! Oh, I'm with you on that one, actually. What? So, uh, whoever's in charge of the call, can you just cut Ty and Daniel, please? Thanks. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he the stonewashed masses. Okay, so so Daniel, I thought you, you originally said the game that we like that everyone hates, but you, you then you no, said I mean, the game. Yeah, which which I mean, one? Which one are we asking? Asking here? <laughs> the game that we hate. Okay, okay, I got you. Okay, well, I think I can go first. I've got a good one. Um, um, Mega Man. Um, I've tr- I've tried to play Mega Man many many times, and um, I just I just don't get it. <laughs> it's just uh, it's just not fun for me. <laughs> okay. So that's me- that's mine, I guess. Did you did you grow up on it? Did you play it? When no, you were young? no, I, d- I didn't grow up on it. I tried I to get it. That's a big later. part of it. Because if you had come on like recently with like Mega Man Nine or Ten or whatever, and that was like you know where you started with the series, I would understand yeah. because those games okay. are not beginner friendly at all. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, the music is awesome, and I, I I do like the look of it, but it's just you know game gameplay wise, you know, I've just played better, you know, kind of runner shooter games, you know, platform games. So yeah, I, but you know, I appreciate you know the the value of the game in the in the history of video games, but it's just not for me. Hmm. Okay. okay. Well, uh, let's see. Games I don't like, as my as our caller and my new best friend said, uh, <laughs> I don't like Zelda games released after like 1995. After 1995? 
Yeah. So 3D Zeldas, basically. Yeah, basically. Oh, okay. Well, we and... can't be best friends now. I love 3D Zelda games. Yeah, oh, it's wait, opposite, wait. Opposite. We're opposites. Okay. You're <laughs> and I became your nemesis. Yeah, my, <laughs> my rival. Okay, but... Um, a... Is that including Ocarina of Time, or...? I didn't really like Ocarina of Time. Um, huh. So what about the... The kind of semi 3D ones, like the the 3DS one and uh, the the DS ones and stuff like that. I haven't even played those. Okay. <laughs> but okay, I want to talk about MOBA games. Like, ah. you, you know, I play a lot of competitive games, but I have not gotten into those, and I don't really see the appeal. Apparent, but apparently, if you want to like make money playing games, you have to play those. Mm. Well, they're uh, kind of hot right now. Say what? They're kind of hot right now. Yeah, but you know, I think that was a better answer than Zelda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I but. imagine you guys would probably agree. The thing uh, is with MOBAs, and and I'm actually a fan of MOBAs. MOBAs are games that are completely alien to a lot of people and require a lot of time to understand. Like, and I'm not talking like, oh yeah, you can play for a couple of weekends and and figure it all out. You need to be playing. Like, you really need to know the, the mechanics and stuff. Basically, I mean, I I didn't need to quit my job to understand, <laughs> but but I, it was a lot of late nights and not a lot of people are ready to put in the time for something like that which is totally understandable because a lot well, of games I mean, like, we I'm play today are fighting game player so, sure like, like but fighting effort, games time and effort are not alien to me right <laughs> Fight, like, fighting games are, are pretty uh i mean when you play a fighting game it's pretty immediate you know what's going on uh you kick punch you fight the other guy until they die in in dota or in other MOBAs, there's it's not as simple as that. It's not as immediate as that. When you join in a game of Dota, you're like, what the fuck am I doing? And you'll like run into a turret and you'll be like, why am I dying? And then like, why are they so strong? What is going on? Oh, yeah, like, I mean, oh, I, I played MOBA games before. Like, Yes. I used to play Footman Frenzy on Warcraft 3. Do you know what that is? No, I do not. Okay, it, it was kind of like a like a MOBA-ish like custom map slash mod that's basically the same thing and you have a base that continually produces, you know, footmen or you can upgrade them to a different unit and you basically just control your hero and you try to cause a bunch of trouble so you win. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think maybe the thing is um, that you lean on a team and that seems really uncomfortable to me because mm. yeah find, it, it, go ahead, John. as i say i find the concept of mobas really interesting and like you know as someone who like traditionally has never been a fan of like games with like overly western art you know it, it wasn't like something that immediately <laughs> appealed to me but i've come around to them in a sense that like i would really <laughs> like to get into one except I don't think I'm ever going to be able to get into games that don't have controllers. Like, I can't... I know that a lot of people love playing games with their keyboard and their mouse, but that is just not something I can get into. And I think that's the barrier for me. If there were one that was console-friendly but maintained the depth, you know, of games like, you know, I don't know, Dota or League of Legends or whatever, I would totally be down to try it. But right now, that's kind of keeping me away. You you can add me onto the list of uh, 
hating MOBAs, by the way. Just ah. uh, keep, keep this keep this going. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. If there was next? a Nintendo MOBA. You'd all be coming around. <laughs> um, <laughs> my my game, and I think I've said this on several different occasions, but the original Tomb Raider <laughs> uh, <laughs> was pretty heavily lauded as like a really amazing game, but it like literally put me to sleep. I like actually fell asleep playing that game, um, <laughs> and it, to me, it was just like one of the most boring experiences of experiences of all time. I'm with you on that one. I take yeah. that as a personal hit against the British Empire. Oh, <laughs> I know, right? In- incredibly <laughs> offended. Or, or. <laughs> yeah. Lara Croft, the Queen of England. Yeah. Deputy yeah. Queen. Yes. If, if the real Queen dies, then she goes into power. Right. So, Danny, well, Danny have you gone? I, I haven't, but I'm just going to say we're running a little bit short on time, okay. so I'll go ahead and discuss it really quickly. Actually, James, I think I'm almost in the same as you, man, with Mega Man. I, I have a, a really, really high respect for the game, but it's something I didn't grow up with, so I don't know. I just, I'm just i not good at it, so you know what? Get good, right? <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I just don't enjoy playing them probably just because I suck at them. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I, I guess in terms oh. of like games that I like that everybody hates, maybe Obi Wan on Xbox, the original Xbox. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> likes that game. What you, oh, you mean you like that? I like that game. Oh yeah, that's the opposite. Yeah, the opposite. Come on, find a Zelda game to hate. Jeez. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, so I guess so. we have to say thank you and goodbye to Daniel. I hope that answer was okay, dude. Thanks, Daniel. Oh, it's great. All the questions, answers were great. Okay. Thanks, man. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for calling in, buddy. All right. See you, guys. See you, man. All right. So with our last 15 minutes, I thought we can go ahead and tackle uh, Faker Real. So yes. do you want to go ahead and just take it away? Hit that jingle. Oh, we don't have a jingle. Boom. Yeah. (laughs) Sure thing. Okay. Faker Faker Real. Faker Real. (laughs) Are they fake or are they real? (laughs) I like it. (laughs) we're definitely gonna save that for next month and Um, uh, we appreciate that you can do that not only on your own podcast but on ours that's uh, much appreciated jj (laughs) this is why you have me on (laughs) all right professional jingler all right i'm gonna be keeping an eye on the chat too because i i think things are gonna get interesting okay so once again faker real uh i wrote the descriptions of three games uh, I determined whether to write descriptions of real games or fake games by coin flip. So it's totally random. There is no pattern. There is no rhyme or reason. So, well, with only three games, there's definitely a probability that uh, either two will be fake or two will be real. Yeah, you're good at statistics. <laughs> I'm good at that. You're smart. I don't know if these I... other guys have figured it out. But, <laughs> all right, so three games. Let's see. Okay. Let's start with the first game. Is this game fake or real? This is a top-down action game where you fight your way through feudal Japan as Lord Baka or a weird flamboyant French guy. <laughs> Isn't that one of the Onimushas? No, I guess that was uh, <laughs> Lord Baka as in Baka Dono? Yeah, maybe. Shimura Ken? Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that's real. Giant mechanical crab, based on real Japanese history. Um, right. Well, there you have it, JJ. Uh, says it's real. 
Oh, we yeah. all we all gonna guess, right? So I'm you gonna say that's probably real too. I'm just gonna say fake, just because. <laughs> fake. I'm fake. Yeah. All right. Two reals, two fakes. Let's see. Okay. Uh, so I'm not keeping score this time. By the way, oh, okay. too many people. I can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, this game is real. Woo. It's Dia Tonosama Apare Ichiban. So oh, pretty good. Let's, yeah, oh, yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it's a Super <laughs> Nintendo game. Please play like uh, Pocky and Rocky. Um, and it's very silly. So please check it out sometime. All right. What was that game name again? Uh, De Tonosama Apare Ichiban. <laughs> Obviously. Right. Yeah, right? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Duh. Duh. <laughs> Yeah. Do you want me to write it down? Oh, there it is. I'm, look, I'm looking at it on, on YouTube now. Yeah. I, I'll probably tweet it up in a little bit as what well, well, I the rest of the oh, oh, yeah. I saw their sauce. booth at TGS. I don't think they had any games. Was that the one with the pro wrestlers? <laughs> no, that was what four did games. They have going on. It was, we couldn't even tell. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to the next game. Okay, <clears throat> this is a game where you play as a TV mascot that looks like a weird egg or duck thing. You collect mouths. You can use your own mouth as a boomerang <laughs> or to scale walls. <laughs> this is uh, a, TV, yeah, a TV mascot where you throw your mouth as a boomerang. After That's the first game, it. anything's going to sound real. Cause like, <laughs> right. I'm trying to like filter through my knowledge of Japanese TV and see if there was anything like that. I don't remember anything like that. Well, there's, so I'm that say... crummy, there's that crummy... Is this, does this have to be a Japanese game? Yeah, all of oh. these are Japanese. Oh, okay. Because there's that crummy egg guy that everybody likes in Europe, right? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Dizzy. Robotnik. Dizzy. Oh, right, yeah. Dizzy, what a shitty game. I mean, a terrible another, game. Another hit, another hit against the British Empire. <laughs> I could have it, Dizzy. <laughs> Those games were illegal. You were encroaching on... Um, I'm seeing a lot of fake in the chat. Yeah, I would say fake. Um, uh, I think I would say real, just because I want to be wrong on all of these. Yeah, I'm going to say... Oh, sorry. No, okay, well, I'll go ahead and... I'll go fake. Um, I'm going to say real. Okay. Okay, well, guess what? It's real. Hey. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's called Hachiemon. Hachiemon. It's Hachiemon. a Game Boy Advance game. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's like, like Kansai TV mascot. Oh, well, that's why that's I wouldn't awesome. know it's fucking Kansai. Um... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get wrecked. Yeah. I like I like uh, JJ's cool. become a full-on Kanto guy, you know. It's like yeah, well, man, <laughs> I, I live here, Saitama. I'm not even Tokyo. I'm Saitama. Hey, right. I'm Saitama too. Saitama represent. Yeah, hey, right. <laughs> See, I'm almost Saitama. I'm posting oh. a URL in chat so they can so people can learn more about Hachiemon. Right, John, John, are you Tokyo? I'm Tokyo. Yeah, I'm Chiba. So yeah, I guess Saitama wins in this podcast. Right. <laughs> All right. Are you keeping track of your own scores? Please. Uh, I'm two for two. Woo. Yeah. I'm two for one. two. I'm, I'm, I'm one for two. Yeah, me too. All right. So the last game. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. All right. This is 
a game based on an anime based on an American children's book. You are a raccoon who stacks jars. <laughs> it's, it sounds so stupid, but at the same time, I can imagine it. Uh... I no googling. Ah. I you got me. No, I think that was me. At a class, I'm cheating. I'm a cheater. No, um. You know, that seems like the least outrageous one. Uh, but I'm going to say real. I'm going to go say real. I know what it is. Um, you do? Think. <laughs> I think I do. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that sounds like it's something that can be real. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go ahead and say real on this one, too. I was, <laughs> excuse me, I'll just say it's fake just because I said real for the other two. The thing is, it's, it's it's certainly not wacky enough, right? The other one had like a, a mouth throwing egg, and this one's just like. <laughs> well, like, what was that game where you had to like sort luggage? Was it like arrow? Arrow or or yeah. yeah, I mean stacking jars, you know, stacking suitcases. I mean, it's not that outrageous, but I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, let's say real. All right, and... let's say the rest of you. Uh, I said, wait, what did I say? I think I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Danny can't even keep track of his own answers. Uh, Never mind. I don't even know what's happening now. <laughs> I'm guessing okay. it's real. All right, everybody ready? Yeah. All right. Th- this game is real. Hey. It's, oh, it's, it's, is this Rascal? Yeah, it is. I knew it. It's so funny because just yesterday I was looking up information on, so this Rascal the Raccoon is like this old NHK mascot, I guess, in Japan. Um, uh, and I was because uh, he's he's in Monster Strike commercials, right? Exactly. Yes, he's in the because uh, Monster Strike is a game that I'm playing like nonstop lately. And I was I was like, who is this character? Like, because he was a promo character, and I'd never seen him before. And I was like, he's not from another video game. He's not from anything I know. And I looked it up, and he's from this like he's from the '60s, and he's like apparently was their mascot or something. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm about to blow you guys' minds. Okay, so, yeah, he came from an American 1963 children's book, and then, like, he became an animated show in Japan, and the theme song to this show became, Mm -hmm. like, the main level music for Frogger. Whoa, really? Yeah. (laughs) Like, they stole it, or? (laughs) Well, I I, I think they did legally, but, yeah, basically. (laughs) That's kind of crazy. This is this is yeah. I got a similar story. Like, do you remember like was it Robocop on the NES? The theme song yeah, from yeah, that yeah, yeah. got put into a British uh, a British detergent commercial or something. Yeah. <laughs> it was so it's, weird. The music and from I, the Game Boy game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, awesome. I bought I bought that game just because of that. Like, <laughs> because wow. of the British uh, British detergent commercial. It's like, wow, this game has good music. I'm gonna buy it. Awesome. <laughs> So in the last few minutes, we've got to talk about the massive thing that we skipped over from the yes. Nintendo Direct, which is Majora's Mask 3D. Hype you, can thank me, uh, you can thank me exciting. for not putting that in there. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. yeah, thanks, John, for reminding us about that. So, yeah, I'm hashtag get hype. I don't know about you guys. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, I am super, super excited. That is one of my favorite Zelda games uh, by far. And I was hoping they were going to do this. So very I'm excited, excited for you guys. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this will be my uh, this will actually be my first chance to play Majora's Mask uh, on a console that I own. Um, so I'm very excited. And hopefully the frame rate will be uh, a lot better because that was yeah. pushing the N64 to its max at the time with the expansion pack and all that. She's right. Did so it look upgraded? Did the graphics look better than what yeah. you remember? Well, just yeah. the same as uh, Ocarina to Ocarina 3D, you know, the same right. kind of jump. Which was right. a nice jump. Right. It's kind of weird. Like, I watched the thing blown up on my TV. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it's not going to look as good. I need to just probably try to watch, like, the little trailer, like, on my 3DS to see kind of how that would look. But, yeah, it seems like, like James has said, it's kind of like the same type of thing with Ocarina of Time 3D. I mean, it, you know, it looks fine. So, Al Newman talked about it today on the Meverse. He posted in, in a thing on the Meverse, just you know, telling people a little bit about it. And he basically was saying that like it's been in the works for a while now, like three years, but they didn't want to announce it until they felt like it was a significant, you know, step up from the original. He's basically teasing that there's going to be new content of some sort, um, nice. which is exciting. That was a great game that had really good atmosphere. I would say some of the best dungeons in any Zelda game ever. Um, funny story too, JJ. I don't know if you were with me this time, but like about, I, I kind of had a hunch that this game was coming um, for a while now. I mean, not like it was super hard to guess after Ocarina. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, like right. the developer of Ocarina of Time is actually like five minutes from our office in Shibuya, Ooh, and one day we were going home from work. Yeah, and I bumped into Al Numa at the station, and I was just like, uh, "What are wow. you doing here?" Because like he doesn't live, uh, lives in Kyoto. Yeah, you know? I was there. And, like, I was there. Right? Remember that? And like ever yeah. since then, I've been like, okay, put two and two together. Because this was after Ocarina had come out. I was like, okay, maybe they're doing another one. <laughs> John, John have you said that? Have you said that story on your own podcast? Or is that is this a world maybe. exclusive? <laughs> I, it's world exclusive. Yeah, I don't know. We probably world talked exclusive. about it. I mean, it was, yeah, it we played to bump into yeah. him in such a random place. We're, we're friends. You know, we've known him. We're friends with the guy. But I mean, to actually like just... Like, you know, that's a big station, too. That's not just like, I mean, we, he happened to be walking down the stairs as we're walking up. Like, it's super random to run into a guy like that in a place like that. But that's awesome. now we know. There you go. That's what you get when you get Famicast cross 8-4 play. <laughs> World Indeed. Just got to end with a cross there. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks for having us on, guys. This was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, no, I'm definitely glad you guys can make it. And John, I'm glad that you climbed out of your deathbed <laughs> to join us today. I'm going right back. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And J- yeah, JJ, always a pleasure to have you on too, man. It's great. Indeed. So, um, yeah, up next with the podcast is the uh, section of, with shenanigans where anything and everything can go wrong or right. So you guys can definitely <laughs> get excited for that. I guess that's right, that's right, that's right, Danny. There it is. There oh, it is. Fantastic. Okay, and that was our 2014 live telethon episode with A4 Play. Always great having those guys on. So if you want to follow JJ on Twitter, he's at SPRSK. And John TV is uh, John, obviously. These episodes are very special and they only come around once a year when we do this uh, Child's Play telethon. So look forward to hopefully another one next year. And in the meantime, you can go back and listen to the older telethon episodes if you want to, um, which we did with various other members of A4Play. 
So, until the next real episode of the Famicast, I'm going to leave you with this cool Majora's Mask remix. Peace! Understand. Understand.